الحمد للہ وقفا السلام علیہ اللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لقد خلقنا الانسان في احسن تقوین سبحان ربک رب العزت اما یصفون وسلام علی المرسلین والحمد للہ رب العالمین اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الله سبحانه وتعالى ان القران الكريم اسد لقد خلقنا الانسان that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who created us he is our khaliq our malik our creator and our master And He made us in the absolute best of ways and manners. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the best way of worshipping Him, the best way of knowing Him, the best way of loving Him, the best way of obeying Him, and that best way is called deen. Every single insan was given deen. Every single insan was sent anbiya wal mursaleen. Every single insan was mukhatib of wahi. Every single insan was sent revelation, prophets and messengers and given a way to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of those great acts of worship, that is one of the features of our great deen of Islam that is coming up in about two weeks is the month of Ramadan. But before we proceed to how to spend the month of Ramadan, tonight... For some people in certain lunar calculations, tonight is, rather I should say certain moon sightings, tonight is the 15th of Sha'ban. I'm going to spend about 10-15 minutes first explaining several things about deen of Islam by making use of this issue of Nisfu Sha'ban. Because unfortunately there is a lot of confusion amongst and between people that what is the significance of the 15th of Sha'ban? And extremely unfortunately, there is an email that is going around in amongst English-speaking circles with quite frequency. And I'm sure in Islamabad, it has gone around quite frequently because a young woman has written that email. And let's just say that that young woman is affiliated to a particular institute that's world headquarters is here in Islamabad. And we need to really think whether we're going to take our understanding of hadith from the muhaddithin Or we're going to take our understanding of hadith from people who have completed one or two year diploma courses. Always remember that our deen has taught us that the hadith and sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam has been transmitted to us by means of lovers, followers and scholars of that sunnah and that hadith. To follow hadith without muhaddithin, to follow Quran and tafsir without mufassireen, To follow ijtihad without mujtahideen would be as foolish as to try to develop physics without physicists, to have medicine without doctors, to have engineering without engineers, to try to engage in poetry without poets, to try to rewrite history without making use of any of the works of historians. That would be an extremely foolish project. And to suggest that one would do that in any university in the West, they would laugh at you. <laughs> If you said, I want to do a BA in history, but I don't want to study and read a single historian. I'm going to write it all myself. They'll say that there's the door, <laughs> and here's your refund, 
it's impossible for you to even get a being. Now, Nisfishatban. First I will mention the names of some people to you. First two people I want to mention is Imam Ash-Shafi'i rahimahullahu ta'ala. In his Kitab al-Um. Who is Imam Ash-Shafi'i? These are what you call real Salaf Salihin. Imam Shafi'i is from amongst the Tabai Tamin. And if you look at these books that are written at that time, they represent the understanding of the deen. The Salaf's understanding of the deen. Now do we want to follow the Salaf's understanding of the deen? Or do we want to follow somebody's today's understanding of the deen, which they claim to be the Salaf's, when the Salaf's have written it themselves in word for word? So Imam al-Shafi in the Kitab al-Um. And Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal Rehmullah in his Musnad. Let me give you that first because that is a hadith. So a hadith that is mentioned in the Muslim of Ahmad, he says that Sayyidina Rasulullah said, Allah Ta'ala looks at his creation during the night of the 15th of Sha'ban. Allah Ta'ala looks at his makhluk and we are ashraf in that makhluk in the night of the 15th of Sha'ban. And he forgives every one of his servants on that night of the 15th of Sha'ban except two, except two people. The first one is that mu'min, that believer in Allah subhanahu who is intent on hatred, mushanin, the one who is intent on hatred, spite, malice, ill will, bad feelings towards others. Allah subhanahu will not forgive that person. And second person that Allah subhanahu will not forgive amongst the mu'mineen is qatil, is the murder. Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal Rimulatah's Musnad is one of the greatest and largest books of hadith. And again, he is in the Tabai Tabin. He has personally met and narrated those hadith from Tabin. And Sahaba cannot be viewed as safe by anybody. But for those who still insist on 20th century references, I will tell you that Nasruddin al-Albani has included this hadith in his Silsila as-Sahiyah. As even Nasruddin al-Albani, who was a muhaddith of the 20th century, also accepts this hadith. So it shows you that there is some special benefit to this night of the 15th of Sha'ban. But let me start commenting as well. Allah subhanahu will not forgive that person on this night. So this is a night of forgiveness. This is why the muhaddithin gave this night the name. The Prophet didn't give this night this name. Laylatul Bara. The muhaddithin gave it that name. Long list of muhaddithin I will mention to you. Why did they give it that name? Because they saw hadith after hadith after hadith after hadith that mentions that this is a night of forgiveness. Bara'a, you have it in Urdu, barihuna, means to be emancipated, to get your salvation from Jahannam, from fire. To become free, to get your liberation and freedom on this night from all the sins that we did before. This is Allah subhanahu wa this is the beauty of the deen of Islam. Actually, me and you think that Allah Ta'ala's mercy comes on the 27th of Ramadan, Laylatul Qadr. What Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wants, and what Sayyidina Rasulullah taught us in his Sunnah Al-Sabit Al-Sahihah, is that a person should spend Rajab and Shaban getting their sins forgiven, and they should spend the month of Ramadan capturing the ma'arif, the, the splendors and virtues of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We are people who do everything the last minute, all the students know. They will study for their exam in the last minute. They will study for the end of semester exam in the last minute. The midterm in the last minute. They will write their paper the last minute. They will write their master's thesis the last minute. 
They will do everything in the last minute. Most of the people who have jobs also work in the last minute. Therefore, you need a whole structure of management. Why do people need to be managed? Because they do everything in the last minute. And unfortunately, we have taken this lackadaisical attitude towards our spirituality. For us, Ramadan is last minute, itikaf, last 10 days, 27th night, maybe 29th night. Deen. Sayyidina Rasulullah, he used to make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me barakah and rajab and sha'ban and make me reach Ramadan. Two months before he used to prepare for Ramadan. This is Sayyidina Rasulullah teaching us. Two months. You see now if you have a massive exam. So let's take, you know, our medical student friends here, Dr. Yusuf. They prepare for the US MLE. Right? They took a shortcut. They did five years in Pakistan. They got out of doing eight years in America. Hmm? And now the price the Americans will take from them is a big exam. So they prepare for that, I think, months in advance, if not years in advance. They probably study every single course at Shifa, thinking what's going to come in the U.S. MLE or not. That's all they're interested in. Hmm? So Sayyidina Rasulullah, the ahmiya of something, the importance of something is how much in advance you prepare for it. Importance of Ramadan. Sayyidina Rasulullah, some teaching Sahaba and all of us, prepare two months in advance. Power and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fifteen days in advance. Nisfu Shaban. Tonight, the night of the 15th of Shaban, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive everyone who makes true tawbah in their heart and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that forgiveness. Except two things. So number one, the person who has ill will, hatred. This is extremely, shows you, look how much emphasis our deen puts on ikhlaq. If you have hatred for somebody, you're not doing anything with your hands and feet necessarily. It's talking about an emotion. It's an emotion that you have in your heart. That Allah subhanahu wa says, if I look in your heart and I feel that you have spite, hatred, envy, bad feelings towards someone, even on this azim night of Nisfu Sha'ban, Laylatul Bara'a, according to Muhaddithin, Ijma'ah Muhaddithin, Allah Ta'ala says, I won't forgive you. And if you look at us, we have so many bad feelings towards other people. People have bad feelings towards their neighbors for years. Once in Karachi, I went to give a talk, and you know the person who was taking me, there were there was you know quite a few people who had already parked their cars. We had come a bit late, and he parked the car. He noticed, and I also suspected something, because the neighbor's house there was no car parked in front of the neighbor's house. So he thought he got lucky, and I told him, no, no, there must be some reason why nobody has parked here. It cannot be that people would have left all these three, four spots. But he insisted on parking there. The second he parked there, the chokidar, the hottest, the gunman came out, the guard. said, oh, you have to move your car right here. And he made me sound like, you know, right? Why? Because the neighbor has deep enmity for the neighbor who had invited me. Okay, we asked why. Later on I inquired, what was the reason for this enmity? Just parking, that's it. That once somebody who was visiting this person parked in front of this neighbor's house, just because that per- once of their guests parked in front of their house once, now they have deep enmity, long-lasting enmity with one another. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> and really, we are so quick to have bad feelings towards one another. I have met people in Pakistan whose own blood brothers have enmity for one another. Real. Sakhe bhai ke aapas mein dushmane. Ye bhi mene sunay. 
And not one, it's not some exceptional case. Several people like that. Friends, teachers, colleagues. Hmm? Enmity towards one another. Real enmity. Like they might make baddua for one another. Hmm? They get so angry if that person gets any blessing in this world. That person gets a car, that person gets a promotion, that person's son gets admitted into a good university, that person's daughter gets married, they're upset. Itni jalan sari jalan They think about it for days and days. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu is teaching us in a day that this is such a terrible thing. For a mu'min to have bad feeling for another mu'min, that even on this azim night of Nisbah Sha'ban, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending his oceans of mercy and forgiveness down, he won't forgive this person. And second, so what's the most extreme emotion for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Having hatred in your heart. What's the most extreme action? The qatil, qatil, killing someone. And you know Sayyidina Rasulullah mentioned in other hadith that one of the signs of the end of time, will be that a person will be killed unjustly. Maktul mazloom. A person will be killed unjustly. And when he is being killed, he will not know for what crime he is being killed. And even the one killing him will not know for what reason I am killing this person. <laughs> now I don't talk about politics, and I am not trying to make any type of ishara. But one example that comes to my mind is the army. Because the soldier, when he kills someone, he doesn't know why he's killing him. He's just following orders. Can also be some brainwashed person. People will kill. So that person who has killed someone will not be forgiven on this night. Allahu Akbar Kameer. Other than these two things, I think at least from the second thing all of us are safe. <laughs> I think as guilty we all may be of the first one that we have bad feelings towards others. I hope inshallah all of us are equally innocent from the second one that none of us are guilty of murder. Hmm? So that means and tonight to get Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, you have to do one, two things. Number one, you have to make true tawbah. And number two, you have to clean your heart from all of the bad feelings you have towards anyone else. And both of these two things can be done just through making dua. Both of them. Tawbah can be done just by making true from your heartfelt dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And the second one can also be done through dua, by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, Ya Allah, I want you to take out all the bad feelings I have towards in anyone's heart, and I make dua for them. This is what the awliya mashaykh taught. How to get bad feelings for someone out of your heart, you should make dua for them. To kaakarun ke liye dua mangin. Aisi dua mangin jo apne apne liye bhi kemi ni mangin. Oh Allah ta'ala, give them jannatul for those, give them every blessing and bounty in the world, grant them izzat in this life, grant them children, marriage, happiness, wealth, money, izzat, deen, taqwa, sunnah. Make dua and dua for them. It's a secret recipe given by the awliya, that if you do that, then you will find the bad feelings from your heart go away. 
And I'll give you an extra blessing for this that's mentioned in the hadith. Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam said in the hadith that when a mu'min makes dua for another mu'min, when a believer makes dua for a fellow believer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends an angel. And that angel says, Ameen, to that person's dua. Then he says, Walaka. And then he makes dua for that person. The same thing he made dua for the other one. And then the angel again says, Ameen. So what does that mean? So that means that, to explain it to you in a more simple way, so if Hamad, well, not that you have any nafat for another, but it works all the time, even if you don't have ill willing. So if Hamad makes dua for Farhan, so Allah Ta'ala sends an angel, an angel says Amin to the dua that Hamad said to Farhan. So what did Farhan get now? He got Hamad's duas and the angels Amin on Hamad's duas. Then the angel makes dua for Hamad. That the same thing you made dua for for Farhan, the angel makes dua for Hamad and the angel says Amin on his own dua. So what did Farhan get? Hamad's dua and the angels Amin. What did Hamad get? The angels dua and the angels Amin. In other words, when you make du'a for somebody else, another mu'min, an angel makes the du'a for that same thing for you. So two ways we can get this. Uh, two things that we have to purify ourselves from on this night. Number one, toba, And number two, all the ill feeling that we have for another. Another hadith that was viewed as sahih by the great scholar Ibn Hibban, who lived in the 3rd century, 3rd to 4th century Hijri, the Prophet said, same hadith. Allah Ta'ala looks at his creation in the night of the Nisf shaban and he forgives all except for number one, a mushrik or a mushahin. So here the word in the hadith is creation. It means everyone other than an unbeliever is forgiven. And those believers who are not forgiven, the same thing, the one who is insistent on hatred and bad feelings in their heart. The same hadith was recorded by At-Tabarani, also 3rd slash 4th century Muhaddith, uh, and later on by Al-Bayhaqi, who was a 4th slash 5th century Muhaddith. And all of them didn't just mention this hadith in their book. These books of hadith actually are the written record of hadith that these Muhaddithin taught to tens of thousands or in some cases hundreds of thousands of believers. So it means this represents the understanding of the Muhaddithin of hadith. All right. I'll give you another scholar. Ibn Taymiyyah Rimullah. Much, much later. Much, much later. The works of Ibn Taymiyyah cannot, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, cannot as accurately make you understand the time of the Salaf Salihin than their own works. I'll give you an example. If there's a historian today, in 2011, who says he knows what happened in 1200, and there's also a historian in the year 1250, who is writing history of what happened in 1200, who do you think knows better what happened in 1200? The historian who wrote a book on history in the year 1250, or somebody who is writing that history in the year 2011? Even look at our own selves. If you look, Ibn Taymiyyah lived in the 8th century Hijri. So let's take 500 years. How much do me and you know about what happened in the year 1511? Hmm? Very difficult. If I was to tell you a second thing, that that historian writing today is using the exact same material, nothing new, the exact same source material as the one who was writing in 1250, then you say, there's no way. <laughs> the one who was in 1250 has the same material, and he's met the people live who lived that history. Okay? 
Nonetheless, Imam Ibn Taymiyyah was asked about the prayer of Mid-Shaban. And here I quote Al-Fatawa Al-Kubra, volume number 2, page 222. He said that if a person prays that night alone, or in a gathering, or in as many groups, tawaif, of as the early Muslim salaf used to do, it is very good, it is commendable. As for gathering in the masjid for a particular prayer, such as a hundred rakats in which kullu wallahu ahad are read in each rakat, this is an innovation. And he's absolutely correct. There is no particular salah on this night. Some people were mistaken. They thought that there was a salah called salatul nisf shaban in which you pray a hundred rakats and every rakat you say kullu wallahu ahad. Other than that, Ibn Taymiyyah said, however, that you can pray alone, pray in a gathering, or as many gatherings that you can pray in, as the early Muslims used to do. So it means that this is a night of forgiveness, and this is a night of worship. And this is the understanding of the Tabai Tabin, Imam al-Shafi, Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, understanding the Muhaddithin, and understanding even the Muqtqaddimin, even the Muqtqaddimin, the later jurists of Islam. So to send an email suggesting that this night has no benefit whatsoever and don't pray any extra thing on this night and there's no forgiveness on this night is unfortunate. It's a tragedy. And that email was not even sent from that girl's personal account. I have it in my laptop. Not even sent from that girl's personal account. was sent from the official email address. The from has the name of that institution in it. After the at, not before that somebody made an account with that institute's name on Gmail. At that institution. This is not what Islamic educational institutions today should be doing. There's a great scholar right now in Saudi Arabia, Sheikh Hamza Malibari. And Sheikh Hamza has written a book on Usul Hadith. You can download it if you know how to search Arabic text on the web. And he has written clearly... He says that for somebody today to try to regrade hadith that took place in the past, he's one of the greatest Saudi ulama alive today, that for somebody today to try to regrade the hadith of the past is folly. Because the early muhaddithin also had something what we call zawki muhaddith. They had a special feeling, they had a flavor. They met, they lived through that age of hadith narration and hadith criticism. They met narrators. The later ones met the ones who critiqued the narrators. They learned firsthand. And there's much more information than they knew than is captured in the textbooks of hadith criticism and rijal and jahr wa ta'dil that are available today. So here I printed out many, many, many more things. But I will stop here because because unfortunately many people in this ummah, their kalb is inside the jail of their akal. <laughs> so sometimes we have to do a jailbreak. <laughs> like if your friend is in jail, khair, asinikarna. But if your friend is in jail, you may try to break him out of jail. The actually the kulub of the mu'mineen, we are friends with one another on our hearts. We're not friends with one another intellectually. This is not an intellectual relationship. This is a spiritual relationship. But sometimes some person is caught up in it. Literally sometimes there may be one young man who read one email. And on the basis of that one email, he becomes badzan of all muhaddithin. Allah. Okay. Now let's move to the actual topic for tonight, which is 
tonight, Nisf Shaban, right? And the fast also, the fast of the 15th of Shaban, right? I have about seven or eight hadith here that mention either worship or fasting on the 15th or both. But it's quite clear in any case that it's an established sunnah of the Prophet that he used to fast the 13th, he used to often fast the 13th, 14th, 15th of every month. So the fast of tomorrow, which is Nisf al-Sha'ban, is not farz. It's not wajib, right? But it's extremely recommended. Extremely recommended. And what better way to follow up a night of tawbah and a night of du'a and a night of salah with a day of psalm, with a day of fasting. Alright? Okay. Now we move to preparing for Ramadan. So most of us, we've been very lax. Unlike the Prophet we haven't been preparing for two months. Maybe some of us, Abhi bhi hosh nahi ke Ramzan Abhi bhi hosh nahi Again, the student who has a very important exam, he knows way months in advance, he feels it coming. He feels the weight of that exam coming. Sahaba Ikram and Sayyidina Rasulullah used to feel the importance of Ramadan. They knew Ramadan was coming. And many times when I give this talk, which is called preparing for Ramadan, one of the first things I start with is itself is kind of funny that me and you need to prepare for Ramadan. It's not like it's the first time. <laughs> Fasting Ramadan is something that we have done for years. <laughs> you would think if somebody has done something five times, ten times, twenty times, thirty times, la'allukum tattakun, so that they could get taqwa, they would have it by now. <laughs> But it's not the case. Some of us may be entering our 15th Ramadan. Some of us may be entering their 10th Ramadan. Some of us may be entering their 40th Ramadan. And still, we feel the need to prepare. So, there are two ways to prepare for the month of Ramadan. One way is to simply dive. That's the best way to prepare for Ramadan. Is to realize that Allah Subhanahu you said in Quran, that you want me to become a person of taqwa. I look back at my last year or my last few years or my whole life and if there's one thing I don't see, I don't see taqwa. I may see some namaz, I may see some zakat, I may see a couple of umrahs, some hajj, but taqwa, Allah Akbar Kameera. Taqwa I find that missing in my life. So if you are my creator, if you are my lover, Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu, Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala loves them and they love Allah. So, Ya Allah, if you are my lover and you want me to have taqwa, then I will also be your lover and I will bring to you taqwa. Bas, see this sibat. This is the best way to perform the hand. Ek minute ka kaam hai. Dil mein niyat baanna hai ki Allah Ta'ala may be muttaki banna chata. And you have so many beautiful words in order for this. Nek, parhezgar, Allah Akbar, Sharif, how many of us could say that we could attach those three words to ourselves? Huh? manager professor doctor driver 
مؤ صاحب میں آپ کو لاہور سے اسلام آباد میں ساڑھے تین گھنٹے لے جاؤں گا ہر چیز پر فخر ہے کہہ سکتا کہ میں متقی ہوں یہ الگ بات ہے کہ کہنا اور اپنے آپ کو سمجھنا الگ بات ہے یہ ادب کے خلاف ہے پر ویسے اگر ایک صفت دیکھنی ہو کہ کیا کچھ تقوا ہے میرے اندر کہہ سکتا مینی ٹائمز ایکسپلین دس وے براڈلی اسپیکنگ یو کین امیجن اگر کوئی واقعی متقی ہو تو واقعی جنت اس کے لیے ہوگا رائٹ کون کہہ سکتا ہے کہ میں اب تقوا کی بنا پر جنت میں جاؤں گا وہ راستہ ہم نے اپنے لیے تقریباً بند کر لیا That is called the path of Toba. Allah Ta'ala has accepted that muttaqeen will go to Jannah and also tawabeen will go to Jannah. And that is what this night is for. That is what Nisfah Shaban is for. To bring a person to Toba, to bring a person to Toba. When a person really wants Toba, when they really want Toba, then Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala after one month of Ramadan can give them taqwa. So we don't understand. Ramadan comes as part of a package deal. <laughs> Put it that way. Allah Ta'ala has placed Ramadan inside a year and attached to it this month of Shaban. If you accept this package deal of Nisfi Shaban and Ramadan, then on Nisfi Shaban you can make your Tawbah and you can keep practicing your Tawbah for 15 days and then in 30 days of Ramadan you will get your Taqwa. 45 day package. Hmm? VVIP. Tawbah plus taqwa. Hmm? You know what Tawbah plus taqwa equals? Should I finish the equation for you? Very beautiful equation. Tawbah plus taqwa equals wali. Yes. Tawbah plus taqwa equals waliullah. Who is that person? That person Allah describes in Quran. Allah inna awliya Allahi la khawfun alayhim wa la hum yahzanun. that know the awliya of Allah, they are such people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has removed them. They have no worries, no distress, no danger, no sadness, no harm can come to them. Quran azim al-sha'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's kalam. La khawfun alayhim wa la hum yahzanun. Taqwa and tawbah. Alhamdulillah. This is our thing. So the second way of preparing is this. to come to a talk like this, to listen, to learn, to make tawbah on this night, to spend 15 days at rehearsal for Ramadan, hmm? dress rehearsal for Ramadan, and to live those 30 days. And then in 45 days, you can get wilayat. My dadu ustaz. What does that mean? You are part dadu ustaz. Nay samdeh. Alama Yusuf banoi rimullahu ta'ala. He used to say, That Ramadan is the month of wilayat. What is Allah Ta'ala offering? Not just maghfirat. Allah Subh'anaHu is offering wilayat in the month of Ramadan. And he used to say, I give you delil from Quran. He said two ayahs. First, Ya ayyuhalladhina amunu kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba alalladhina min kablikum la'allakum tattakoon. That all you who believe, fasting has been made mandatory on you. It's been written for you. That's the word Allah Ta'ala used. It's a muhabra. Right? When you have a senior, he gives you written orders. That's even stronger than verbal orders. Right? You can't even do it. Right? 
لوگ کہتے نا کہ نہیں نہیں سر جی مجھے لکھ کر دو پھر تسلی ہوتی ہے نا تو کتبا کتبا لکھ کر دیا اللہ تعالیٰ نے کہ آپ نے یہ روزہ رمضان والا عمل کرنا ہے لکھ کر دے دیا آپ کو کتبا علیکم السیام ایز اللہ تعالیٰ میڈ اٹ مینڈیٹری ان دوز کیم بفور یو وائی وائی لکم تکو سو دیٹ یو کین گیٹ تکوا رائٹ سو پرپس آف رمضان ان قرآن تکوا سیکنڈ آئی فرام قرآن ان اولیا اللہ تعالیٰ سیز ان قرآن ہو آر دا اولیا ادر دین دا متقون ادر دین دا پیپل آف تقوا سو مینز اف یو گیٹ تقوا یو گیٹ ولایت سو رمضان از ناٹ دا منتھ آف فیسٹنگ دس از دا بگ مسٹیک وی میک اسپیشلی ان پاکستان رمضان کو ایک ظاہری عمل سمجھتے ہیں اسٹینگ اوے فرام فوڈ اینڈ ڈرنک اینڈ اف یو میرڈ ریلیشنس اینڈ ہیونگ لانگ افتارس دیٹس رمضان اینڈ ہیونگ عید پارٹی وہ کیا کہتے ہیں اس کو چاند چاند رات رائٹ چاند رات شاپنگ عید پارٹی اینڈ اسٹینگ اوے فرام دیس دیٹس رمضان فار اس رمضان از ولایت منت ولایت Ramadan is Allah Ta'ala saying, I want you, every, you've become mu'min, that was what you wanted. You wanted to be mu'min. I want my mu'min to be my wali. That's Allah Ta'ala saying. You become mu'min. Allah Ta'ala says, I want my mu'min to be my wali. Why do you have to be mu'min? 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 Another thing about Ramadan, it shows you the relationship between zahir and batin in the deen. A lot of people misunderstand this as well. Today, for example, there's a very common repeated phrase amongst the secular progressive Muslims, and they say that you should not wear religion on your sleeve. Once one former colleague of mine told me this, that you should not wear religion on your sleeve. I looked at my sleeve and I told her that if you were to say it to me, I'm wearing religion everywhere. <laughs> It's not just on my sleeve. <laughs> What did she mean? She meant that religion has nothing to do with Zahir. Okay. The month of Ramadan teaches you this, that this is incorrect. First, I'll give you an example from Quran. Allah Ta'ala has mentioned different of His names. Sifat, Asma'ul Husna hmm? in Quran. One is Al-Zahir and one is Al-Batin. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Zati Muqaddas, His own sacred holy being is also Zahir and Batin. It shows you that you have to have both of these things together. Now look at Ramadan. What was the purpose of Ramadan? Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ Taqwa is Batin. Taqwa is an emotion. Taqwa is a feeling, right? But what do you have to do to get that Taqwa? Zahir. Don't eat, that's Zahir. From sunrise to sunset, Fajr to sunset, right? Don't drink, that's Zahir. Don't have relationship, that's Zahir. Aql can never solve this. If you ask anyone to use rationality, they cannot make this equation for you. Stay away from food plus drink plus relations equals taqwa. That's irrational. Doing an outward thing, such as staying away from not eating, not drinking, and not having relation, that is something Zahir. How in the world does that get you taqwa? Taqwa is something batin. That's what Deen of Islam is teaching you. Allah Ta'ala has put certain power in things that are zahir so that you can get something that is powerful in the batin. Now you can understand using this example of Ramadan, using this understanding of zahir and batin, that is true for all of the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
Let me give you an example in your own homes, right? How much did the Zahir matter to you in your own homes? Matters a lot. You want Spanish tiles, you want Italian furniture. When people in these type of areas, right, in F of Islamabad, when they build a house, they select even the doorknob. Forget the doorknob. They even select the fixture of, you know, what, I don't know what you call it. Muslim showers, people call in South Africa, right? The shower sprinkler lota. Even that is selected, hand selected, choice selected. This is the name Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Prophet al-Mustafa. Chosen one, selected one. Every single thing is chosen. If in your house, every fixture, every light, every carpet, every AC, everything, this is all right? Everything is chosen by you. The set is chosen by you. The glasses to match the dish set is chosen by you. The placemats are chosen by you. The napkins are chosen by you. And then when it comes to sunnah, you're going to tell me that zahir doesn't matter? When in your entire dunya, zahir matter to you? Okay, let's look at libas. In non-sunnah libas, zahir matters to you? So you like Giorgio Armani, and I don't even know if he still exists, but Amar Zamaname, they were Giorgio Armani, Ralph Lauren, Seville Row, what type of watch you wear? People go buy and select a watch. On the, what basis? Zahir. They try it on. Zahir. When a woman tries jewelry on and looks in the mirror, that's Zahir, right? So in terms of you, all of your libas and zenith, you looked in Zahir, right? Eyeglass frames. <laughs> People, you can go to the store, they're... Well, they're checking out frames. Which looks better? Honey, does silver look better on me or gold? Allah <laughs> Akbar. Huh? Ajeeb? What is that? That's Zahir, right? So for every other thing to do with libas and zinat, Zahir mattered. Is it only the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah where you subtracted the Zahir? You don't think his Zahir mattered? Your Zahir matters. His Zahir didn't matter. When he is Imam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen, he is Sayyid al-Awwaleen wal-Akhirin, you don't think his Zahir mattered to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he is al-Mustafa, that he has chosen everything for him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose his batin for him. That is the real sunnah. We must have that also. Allah ta'ala says in Quran, Khulukun Adheem. But same Allah also chose for the same Prophet his Zahir. And if we want to be the chosen followers, Ummati Mustafa, if we want to be the chosen followers of that chosen one, we want to do everything that Allah Ta'ala chose for him. So Ramadan contains lots of lessons, lots of lessons. Zahir or Batin Karrat is part of this month of Ramadan. Alright. What is the relationship between Taqwa and this Zahir. So this is very simple. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to tell you that if for His sake you can leave jais things, not even doubtful, completely jais, which is eating from Fajr to Maghrib, if for the sake of the hukam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can leave things that are completely jais and you can practice that for 29 or 30 days, then why in the world can't you leave those things that are haram and makru and even mushtabit? You know, our purpur that appear, Hazrat Khwaja Fazal Ali Qurayshi Rehmullahu Ta'ala. We did Dora Hadith along with Malana Qasim Nanotu Rehmullah. 
یعنی عجیب تھنگ ان اردو میں اردو میں سمجھاتا ہوں پھر ویسے سب کو آتا ہے چند ایک دو سیٹ ٹٹمیٹ ہماری طرح ہوں گے تو میں اس میں ترجمے بھی کر لوں گا عجیب نے تقوی کی تعریف بیان کی تقوی حرام چیزوں مکرو چیزوں مشتبہ چیزوں کو چھوڑنے کا نام ہے سوئچ بیکاز یوز تقوا محرمات مکروحات مشتبہات اور فضول مباحات چھوڑنے کا نام ہے اللہ محران ہو گیا فضول مباحات Today, what is our definition of taqwa? Not the definition of taqwa you would give on your tongue if I asked you. Our life definition of taqwa. Right? That's what you say in English. Actions speak louder than words. Right? It's your actions that will tell me what your definition of taqwa is. It's not our words. Ham tu muharamati par fail ho jayenge. Hamari taqwa un muharamat jis ki taraf hamari tabiyat mein na koi talab hai, na dunya mein koi faada hai, unko chhodna ka naam taqwa hai. That's our taqwa. نہیں سمجھے وہ محرمات جو ہمارے نفس کی خواہش بھی نہیں ہے اور دنیا میں کوئی فائدہ بھی نہیں ہے ان کو چھوڑنے کا نام ہے تقوا اینڈ محرمات مکروحات مشتبہات اور فضول مباحات چھوڑنے کا نام ہے تقوا مینس ٹو لیو دو پروہبٹیڈ بائی اللہ تعالیٰ that have been disliked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you're doubtful, you're unsure whether they're permissible or not, or even those things that are permissible but without of any benefit. Useless, permissible things. Useless. Now just imagine that that person, Shaykh Fazal Ali Quraysh Raymullah, just imagine, because fine, you don't know him, you may have never heard of his name. Just imagine he lived like this. Just imagine he was true to his outlook, What type of life that would be? How will it be in life? How will it be in the past? How will it be in the name of the Lord? In which there are no muhrimat, no makruhat, no mushtabihat, no fuzul mubahat. And you have to think that your name of the is going to be paged along with that. You know like when you make applications for admissions, that there's an applicant pool. There's an applicant pool. And your application is judged along with the applicant pool. When you're going to be standing on the day of judgment, there's going to be a large applicant pool for Jannah. And your application is going to be there with those people's applications. So that is the relationship of taqwa and Ramadan. That you leave something in the Zahir. Allah SWT is going to give you something in the button. Now, I also have to explain one thing, which is very important. You know why a lot of us don't get the button of Ramadan taqwa? Because we mess up the zahir. The reason a lot of us don't get the button of Ramadan taqwa is because we mess up the zahir. How do we mess it up? Not because we violate the fast and eat or drink between Fajr and Maghrib. No, but we engage, and I'm not saying this to get a laugh from you, <laughs> because we overeat from Maghrib to Fajr. Allah Ta'ala in the Quran has one example of us. Okay? That the body will be more empty from the body. The body will be more empty. And in Pakistan, people say that after Ramadan, the weight of 5-10 kilos has increased. Hmm? 
because in iftar party you have such fried food, fatty food, overeating. The your I mean, it's it's I mean, people don't do this deliberately. You don't realize. That's why I'm trying to make you realize. People don't realize. Zahir or batan ka corrupt You're counteracting the magical formula Allah Ta'ala put in Quran. When you will eat and drink less, your taqwa will go up. So obviously you should eat at Maghrib. Right? I'm not saying that. You should eat. But you should eat a little bit less in 24 hours. Every 24 hours should have two features in the dhahir. Number one, that you don't eat at all between Fajr and Maghrib. And number two, that your overall eating in those 24 hours of Ramadan is a little bit less then you're overall eating in ghayr Ramadan. That's it. That's all I'm saying you have to do. You know why? Because when you eat, you know, you get what is called calories, right? And that gives you energy. Your body needs so many calories. If you eat this many calories, so this much goes to your body, and this much, can you guess who gets it? Who gets the extra calories? Guess. Nafs. Yes. Your nafs gets the extra calories. Nafs is that thing that is keeping us from taqwa. So when you overeat, you should think that pere tis lukme badan ki zurat or agle sol lukme nafs ki khayshat. Imam Ghazai rimullahu ta'ala, Allahu Akbar, Ihya'udumuddin, has written a chapter. Two books together, Kitab Riyatut al-Nafs and Kitab Kasr al-Shahwatain. Riyadat al-Nafs means how to discipline the nafs, right? To keep it from doing that which is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Qur'an al-Kareem, مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْحَوَىٰ مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ What does it mean? That you have to stop. Anil hawa means your desires. You have to stop your nafs. This is Qur'an. That Allah Ta'ala who created insan is teaching insan how to get taqwa. You have to stop your nafs. The Imam Muzah is explaining that when you overeat, the nafs gets more power. When the nafs is more powerful, it's more difficult to stop it from its desires. So one way that there's a rut between zahir and batin, how is it that you get taqwa by fasting, was because if you fasted in the daylight, and you ate even a little bit less in the night time, your nafs would become weaker. When your nafs has become weaker, then you become stronger, you are ghalib, you become what we call abun nafs in Arabic, as opposed to abdun nafs, and you will be able to keep yourself from desire. I'll give you an example. Another example I'll give you. Smoking. Now, cigarette smoking. One is to ask me, what is the Sharia ruling? So one is to ask Mufti Kamaluddin, what is the Sharia ruling of smoking? To my great dismay and sadness, I cannot tell you it's haram. Because actually the jurists have said that smoking, if you smoke once, one cigarette, or two cigarettes a week, or something like that, they say it's makru. And they say that if you smoke so much that it's now hazardous to your health, for example, a doctor tells you that you need to stop this, right? Because you're going to get lung cancer or some other problem. Then it becomes haram. So I would love to tell you that smoking is haram. As Mufti Kamaluddin. But Mufti Kamaluddin can't tell you that. But 
Otherwise, I can tell you, there's another way to look at it. That, do I want to do something that my Prophet ﷺ would never do? Now, could you imagine Masjid Nabwi? You know, once I was in South Africa, and after the fast, after Maghrib, sorry, after Maghrib Salah, right, there were so many, so many people who were smoking. And I realized then that this is an addiction, this for them is nuts. It's not a pastime, right? It's not something you do just for the flavor of the tobacco. They were hooked on it, and they were craving it so much that the very first thing they did after Salah, they went outside the masjid, in the parking lot, and they were smoking. That shows a very deep level of attachment, right? Right? They maybe went for the cigarette first. He used to have a joke that some people break their fast with cigarette, and Americans break their fast with toothpaste. Hey, <laughs> Because American kids, they can't stand the fact that they can't use the toothbrush and toothpaste during the fast. They both the brush Right? So, don't do anything that the Prophet wouldn't want you to do. You couldn't imagine him doing. Once an MBA boy from Lums, he asked me this question. So I asked him, okay, now I told him, when I told you that I can't say it's Haram 100%, right? But can you imagine the Prophet even taking one cigarette? So he, he looked at me and said, how are you talking about it? He said, you can Right? He said, it's unimaginable for him. It's beyond the furthest reaches of his imagination. The same that Rasulullah said someone ever even smoke one cigarette. So if it's beyond the furthest reaches of your imagination that your Prophet could do, and if he's your Nabi, then be his Ummati. If he's your Nabi, be his Ummati. That simple. Right? So this is also something that a person can try to reduce at least in Ramadan. Fight this battle with your nafs. You don't always have to fight the battle on the haram only. Fight the battle wherever you can, because you never know where you're going to succeed. So even if you think smoking is makru, remember muharramat. Makruhat, Mushtabihat, Fuzul Mubad, try to fight all four battles. You'll win some. Right? You'll win some, inshallah. So you should eat less. That was what I was telling you. From Maghrib to Fajr, you should eat less. And many times in other talks, I've mentioned in detail how to do that. So you can listen to those previous recorded talks online. I've actually given you methods, both from physiology and spirituality, how to be able to eat less in the month of Ramadan. Now, month of Ramadan is the month of Toba, month of forgiveness. This night is the night of forgiveness, and the month of Ramadan is also the month of forgiveness. This is because Sayyidina Rasulullah explained this in a hadith, that Allah Ta'ala has divided Ramadan up into three ashair, three groups of ten days. Okay, why? It has to do with your Shaban. Depending on how you spend the next 15 days, you will be placed in category 1 or 2 or 3 of Ramadan. What does that mean? So the first group, first category, are those people who come to the month of Ramadan already prepared. Already prepared. Many times we give our students this example, that of a glass. So nobody would ever want to put milk in a dirty glass Right? Even when you pick up a glass from your shelf, if you see one speck of dust or dirt, you go and rinse it out. 
So just like you would not want to put milk in a glass that has one speck of dirt in it, just like that, Allah SWT does not put his ma'rifat into the heart that has one drop of dirt in it. So we wanted Ramadan to be the month of wilayat, right? Yes? So that wilayat is not going to come in that glass that has one drop of dirt in it. And so for what happens for many people in Ramadan is they spend, they don't come Ramadan to Ramadan prepared with a clean glass. They spend Ramadan cleaning the glass. By the end of Ramadan, their glass is clean. And then the rest of the 11 months, they get it dirty again. And then again in Ramadan, they clean it. And then they get it dirty again. And then again in Ramadan, they clean it. And then they get it dirty again. So you can understand how a person can get blood from a person. एक मिनट ग्लास को साफ नगल में लगता है जब साफ हो जाए फिर 11 मिनट दोबारा उसको गंदा करता है फिर दोबारा रमजान दोबारा साफ करता है इतनी गंद लगी होती कि 30 दिन लगाना पड़ता है उसको साफ करने के लिए फिर दोबारा गंदा हो जाता है एंड व्हाट वाज द पर्पस ऑफ रमजान विलायत अल्लाह ताला वो अपने जाम में मारिफत मोहब्बत ग्लास में डालना चाहते थे आपको पिलाना चाहते थे लगातार 30 दिन के लिए ताकि आप तगड़े के वली बन जाए रमजान के बाद नहीं समझे so the boys can understand. Allah Ta'ala wants to give you the Gatorade of Wilayat. Hmm? Just imagine like an IV of Gatorade. Hmm? For 30 days. So, but the first group of people are those who prepared. They brought to Allah Ta'ala a clean glass. They brought to Allah Ta'ala a clean heart. They did. They spent Rajab and Shaban making Tawbah and Maghfirah. हो गया था वो पंद्रह शबान की इंतहा हो गया उनके लिए सब माफ हो गया पंद्रह शबान को माफ हो गया सो वन दे कम टू रमदान दे कम टू रमदान विद क्लीन हार्ट सो वन हैपन्स टू देम दे आर ड्राउनिंग इन द मर्सी ऑफ अल्लाह स्पनोटा इन दिस मंथ ऑफ रमदान सो फॉर एग्जाम्पल लेट से फॉर एग्जाम्पल देर इज अ पर्सन हु इज रेगुलर इन देर प्रेयर गिव यू वन वे ऑफ कीपिंग द क्लास क्लीन राइट जस्ट टेक नमाज यू नो माई वाइफ इज टेलिंग मे that uh, our dada peer has a khwaja ghulam abibram his daughter she met her once and she made dua and my sister she made a very sadi dua she just said ke allah taala hame namaz ke baban bana de hame namaz na qaza hone de really you think about that right ek lafz aap urdu mein bhi ek khoobsurat hai is lafz mein ek namazi theek hai ab namazi ka kya matlab hoga namazi ka matlab hona to yahi chahiye na ki jo kabhi namaz qaza na karta right हम लोग नमाजी भी नहीं है उस तारीफ से जो यानी क्या मतलब कभी भी फजर नींद की वजह से कजाने करते हैं कभी इशा कोई सफर की तखा की वजह से कजाने करते हैं और तो और तो और तो और भी कजा करने की बहुत रिक है जस्ट सिंपल नमाजी वीर नॉट इवन दैट अल्लाह अकबर एंड माशा उर्दू में यू कैप्चर द इस्लामिक सेंटिमेंट क्योंकि आप अक्सर ये दो लोग कहते हैं नमाजी परहेजगार राइट अक्सर ये बोलते हैं अब बोलते हैं कभी किसी और के बारे में वो नमाजी परहेजगार शख्स है राइट मगर आपने बिल्कुल आप यू हेर इट ऑन द स्पॉट मगर एक्चुअली हम ना नमाजी हैं ना परहेजगार हैं पर मे बी देर समेम टू द मंत्र रमदान राइट हुड बिन ट्रू नमाजी एक्चुअली केम प्रिपेयर एक्चुअली फॉर द होल ईयर सो वट हैपन्स फॉर दैम इन रमदान वो नंबर वन अल्लाह तिवस दम कबूलिया Allah Ta'ala accepts all of those salawat. Then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala sends his qadr, his taqdeer, his tawfiq on that person. Makes them musalleen, makes them always kaim on their salawat. Then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala may give them tawfiq to make them person regular in tajjah. 
ایک اسٹیپ بائی اسٹیپ پروسیس ہوتا ہے نا تحجد گزار بننے کے لیے تو پہلے تو نمازی بننا پڑے گا رائٹ تحجد گزار ولی ولی بننا ہے نا اب جب مومن بن گئے تو کیوں نہیں ولی بنتے اب دنیا میں تو ایک دوسرے کو یہ کہتے ہیں نا سوچیں جب اللہ نے مجھے ایمان دیا ہے تو میں اس کو ولایت میں لگاؤں کیوں نہیں لگاتا ہوں تو ولی بننا ہے تو پہلے نمازی بننا پڑے گا So that's what happens to this person. And maybe if in their salah, sometimes their ghafil had different thoughts, right? Their mind went astray, didn't have so much zikr. Allah Ta'ala will teach them that also in Ramadan. After 30 days of Ramadan for this person, they can become tahajjud gazar. They can become dhaqirin fi salah. They can become people who remember Allah Ta'ala in their salah. Second example, we can give you the second category of person, that they were a mix. Sometimes they did good deeds. Sometimes they did what Allah Ta'ala told them to do. Sometimes they were able to stop their nuts from doing sin. And other times they slipped. They missed some faras. They left some sunnah. They fall into some sin. They misdirected their gaze. Right? They led a life that was mixed before the month of Ramadan. So for that person, they need 10 days in Ramadan. <laughs> When they get 10 days of cleaning in Ramadan... then even 10 days is enough to make them like the first category. Sorry, for this person, they need the full 20 days. They're in the second category, second ashara. They need 20 days of Ramadan. Then there is a third category of person. That is that Muslim, that believer, who is distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like another one of my dadu ustaz, Mufti Rashid Ahmed Ramadan used to say, Allah ta'ala ke baghi musulman. But in English, we sometimes call it the runaway slave. Hmm? Then stop doing everything. Zero namaz. Almost zero. Aap urdu mein bhi kehte hain ki na hone ke barabar ka aapke mahavara hai. Kabhi apne takwa par ye jumla pher dijiye. Kami ab apna haya par bhi ye jumla pher dijiye. The third category is na hone ke barabar wala musulman. So what happens for this person? Even this person... And this person according, and I'm going to tell you the hadith at the end, this person in hadith is described that when Ramadan started, he was mustahikun nar. He deserved jahannam. He had earned jahannam. His name was written if he died on 30th Shaban, his name would have been one of, written on the ranks of those people who would enter into jahannam. But even if this person, this is the power of Ramadan, Even if this person spent 30 years, 50 years in disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even this person spent 30, 50, 10, 5, his whole life up till now. In disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, neglecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, taking Allah ta'ala for granted. If this person just spends 30 days, all three ashara, all three sets of 10 days, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can grant even this person taqwa and wilayah. Now you understand the power of Ramadan. Power of Ramadan wasn't just a chalam iftar ki waqt apne naukri ke liye dua kar lo. Power of Ramadan, it can take a complete, complete, in Arabic we call fasik and fajr, renegade, disobedient, neglectful, lazy, disobedient Muslim. 
and take them all the way in 30 days to make them the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the power of Ramadan. And that power of Ramadan is there for every single Muslim and Muslimah. Every single one. So this is the hadith that Sayyidina Rasulullah said about this month of Ramadan. Awwaluhu rahmah. That the first ten days are mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa awsatuhu maghfira. And the middle ten days are forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa akhiruhu itkum minan nar. And the last ten days, lokumku jahannam zinagala jata. So even anywhere from 21 to 30 days is enough for a person to go out from Jahannam into Jannah. Ab hamne issa aise Ramzan guzarna. Toba wala, magfrat wala, bi Ramzan, aur taqwa wala, wilayat wala bi Ramzan. Phir ummat ko dekhe kaise chamkaenga. Aap khud chamkenge, aap apne khandan, ghar ko chamkaenge, aap ummat ko chamkaenge. We are ummat of awliya. <laughs> That's what Allah Ta'ala wants. Not even that we are ummat of muslimin. We are ummat of sabirin, ummat of shakirin, ummat of muttaqin, ummat of mutawakkilin, ummat of zakirin, ummat of muhsinin, ummat of awliya, ummat of rubbaniyin. All of these are words in Quran. Ummat of sadiqin, ummat of siddiqin, ummat of salihin, ummat of qanitin. These are all sifat mu'manana. یہ قرآن کریم میں اللہ تعالیٰ کے بیان کیے گئے صفات مؤمنانہ ہیں اگر آج کے مؤمنین ان صفات کو حاصل کی کرنے کی کوشش نہیں کرتے تو پھر اور کون ہے ان صفات کو لانے میں کوئی اور قوم ہے جو متقین مسلین ربانیین بننے کے لئے تیار ہے اگر ہم نہیں ہیں This is our deen This is our Allah We in Ramadan we have to discover inside of ourselves our taqwa it's there. Don't think it's not there. My own Sheikh says that handi kabhi khali nahi hoti, sirf thandi ho jati hai. Har mu'min, koi mu'min nahi ki taqwa se khali ho jai. Bas uske jo muhabbat aur harareti tha na, Allah ki muhabbat ki wajh se jo harareti kalb jiski bina par taqwa hota hai, wo thandi ho gaya. That's it. So what happens when the handi is cold? You reheat it. Hmm? So you can think Ramadan is like a 30-day microwave. (laughs) Full blast power. Hmm? That's how you should view Ramadan. Now some practical steps. Practical steps. This is the second to last thing I'm going to do for you tonight. Second to last. Practical steps. Number one. First practical step is you have 15 days left. Free yourself up. Jo kuch karna hai, agle din mein Tell people, I'm busy in Ramadan. I'm booked. Me booking okay. Jaysay jo dunya ke jo admi hota hai na, agar uske koi khas fasal ho, uske ek season hota hai. To kata hai loong ko, gade ki season aara hai. Jo kuch aapne milne milana hai, poochna poochwana hai, baatit karne wo season se better karo. Jab season aega na, to me kisi ke saath nahi milunga. Kisi ke saath, I mean within reason, right? I won't have time for anything. Like the student says, Right, if I invite Yusuf to a gathering the night before is USMLE, Kabini Aiga. Unless Bod Zyada Twakulala Bandha. They say that they came to Han are. A student thinks like that, right? Abim Tehan ki Zamane me koyor tease nekaranga prahaiki lava. So you should think that Ramadan is like that for you. You made it takwa kasamakhe. Mini bi takwa karnai. Bakimini bi honors takwa karnai. 
میں نے رسول اللہ کے دین لسٹ پڑھانا ہے ایسے سوچنا وی آلسو ہیو مزیدار یو ڈو ڈبل میجر ہاں بی اے آنر تکوا اینڈ سننا میں تو ڈبل میجر کر رہا ہوں میں تو بہت مصروف ہوں مجھے ایک مہینے دیا گیا میں نے ڈبل میجر کرنا ہے دیٹس ہاؤ یو شوڈ تھنک سو فرسٹ تھنگ از فری یور سیلف اپ اینی ایز مچ ایز یو کین وٹ ایور ایلس یو ہیو ٹو ڈو ٹرائی ٹو ڈو ان دیز ففٹین ڈیز اینڈ ہم نور فار دا اسٹوڈنٹس آئی تھنک اٹس اے گریٹ بلسنگ دیٹ رمدان اٹس مکس بلسنگ ڈپینڈنگ ڈفرینٹ ویز بٹ رمدان از کمنگ ان یور ویکیشنس رائٹ most colleges universities start in the end of august to the start of september so you're going to be totally free when ramadan hits you so you should make it hit you you know like in american california these surfers they stand on the surface of the beach and they just want the wave to take them away huh so that's what you should view you should put yourself by the end of shaban on the brink of ramadan and just stand there and let the oceans of allah taala's mercy sweep you away اس کہ میں نے اس رمضان اپنے آپ کو کے حوالہ کرنا ہے میں بھی بندگی کا حق ادا کرنا چاہتا ہوں میں بھی بندگی کا ایک نمونہ بننا چاہتا ہوں میں بھی اللہ کا بندہ بن کر رہنا چاہتا ہوں اللہ کی بندی بن کر رہنا چاہتے ہیں Try, literally, make a list of the things you do you, that you want to change. What is it that you want to change about yourself? I don't treat my wife well. I don't treat my husband well. I don't perform honestly in my business. I'm not regular in my salah. I never read Quran. Whatever it is, make a list. Make a list. These are the things I want changed. Maybe you will be able to change everything from them, but you will not be able to write it until Allah will be able to accept it. You can say that Allah will be able to accept it once again. One of the Ramadan came in 2011. I tried to accept it. It was my desire. I wanted to become a leader. I wanted to become a leader, but I wanted to become a leader. This is also a matter of fact. This is also a matter of fact. So make a list of the things that you want to change. I can guarantee you, you will change some of them. Guaranteed. Some of you may even be able to change all of them. All of you will be able to change some of them. Make a list. Do your mahasama. Start now. Abhi. Right now. Third thing is you have to start leaving sin. I remember in Pakistan, the university of Nojavan made a great thing. It was a Ramzan. Right? What did they say? کہ رمضان مطلب کوئی گنا ہوتا تھا یا کوئی ایسی مکرو چیز بھی ہوتی تھی اب کبھی پوچھتے نا اباؤٹ میوزک تو اتنا میں پوچھتا کہ آپ رمضان میں سنتے تھے نا کہ رمضان میں کہتے رمضان ہے رمضان ہے آپ کا رب رمضان ہے آپ کا رب رب رمضان ہے اگر آپ کا رب رمضان ہے تو واقعی پھر رمضان ہے رمضان کے اندر گنا سے بچوں باقی سال کرو اور اگر آپ کا رب آپ کے الا رب الرمضان رب القرآن ہے تو وٹ یو ون ڈو انسائڈ رمضان یو شوڈ ڈو آؤٹ سائڈ رمضان وائی ڈو یو فیل لائک دیٹ لمی ٹیل یو بیکاز یو شوڈ ایکچولی بی گریٹ فل اللہ سپال از گیونگ یو لکم وائی یو فیل لائک دیٹ یعنی آپ کو ان روزے رکھنے کی برکت سے تکوا آ جاتا ہے اس لیے آپ کہتے ہیں کہ نہیں یار رمضان ایسے نہیں کرنا وہ تکوا تھا وہ آپ کو مل گیا تھا اب ملی ہوئی نعمت کو اپنے ہاتھ کو ظاہر کرنا کتنے افسوس کی بات ہے یو کان اٹ یا رمضان مسجد چلتے ہیں یو کان اٹ 
Yarımzane esena kerte. You got it. Yarımzane esena bole. You got it. Once you got it, why would you want to lose it? Hmm? Why would you want to lose it? So you should start leaving sins now in Sha'ban. And in the barakah of the month of Ramadan, you will see your ability to leave sin goes up. You will be afraid to do certain things in the month of Ramadan. You will think twice, you will think thrice. You won't surf certain websites in the month of Ramadan. You won't be able to do it. This is what Allah Ta'ala said, You have to have that fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to fear his maqam, his azmat. When you fear him and his maqam, then you can do nahan nafsa'an al-hawa. This is why many times when we give you that talk on fear of Allah, you need love for Allah and fear of Allah. In fact, last time I came to somebody, they think I gave that talk on fear for Allah. And that's when I told you that it's not just enough to love Allah. But to the heart, but Allah says, "Mawabat karta," right? I don't think any ummat may do that. But Allah says, "Mawabat ne karta." But Allah Taala says, "Darna bi parta." See the one kine. Darna bi parta. So taqwa means partially. One of the meanings of taqwa is to fear Allah, and you will find that in you in Ramadan. This is kind of a khud ba khud. I don't have to tell you to do it. Automatic ho jayega due to the barak of the fasting. You will find that you increase in your fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Keep increasing. Keep fearing Him. Fourth thing is you should increase your acts of ibadah. Now I'm going to tell you a technique. You should increase those acts of ibadah inside Ramadan that you will be able to continue after Ramadan. Do that also. When you do it in Ramadan for 30 days, inshallah Allah will let you do it afterwards. And then do extra ones as well. Wo bhi kar le jo aapko pata hai Ramzan ke baad ye to continue nahi hoga. Wo bhi kar le wo josh hai. Josh mein aaye to bahut acha hai. But also try to do those things that you never do. That you want to do, that you could do, but you don't do. For example, reading Quran or Kareem. Every person no matter how busy they are can read Quran every day. Bas itna farq hai ki miqdar kam ya zyada ho sakta hai. Every one of you checks their email every day. The day you have your USMLE exam, you will check your email. Right? So, you will check your SMS every day. You will answer at least one phone call every day on your cell phone. Right? There are things that you do every day. So, make it a practice in Ramadan to read Quran every single day. And you have to start Right there from the first of Ramadan. You can't wait till 10 days at the Kaaf or 27th night. It's too late. I'm just suggesting to you that you should start tonight, 15 days of Shabbat. Practice. Practice for Ramadan. From tomorrow, you should start reading Quran every day. If you can read a lot, that's wonderful. If you can read at least a little bit, Imam Abu Nifari Mulan Ifrimaya. کہ قرآن کریم کا سب سے کم حق مؤمن پر یہ ہے کہ وہ اپنے مصف قرآن کو 
اپنے ہاتھ میں لے لمس فزیکلی ٹچ اور کھولے اور اس کو ایک دفعہ محبت کی نظر سے دیکھ کر اس کو رکھ لائیں کم سے کم حق یہ ہے اب یہ کون نہیں کر سکتا لمس مینس ٹچ ٹچ دا قرآن لک ایٹ دا قرآن اب ایٹ دیٹ لیول آف منیمم آئی تھنک ایوری بڈی کڈ بی ایبل ٹو ڈو دیٹ اینڈ ایکچولی وہ بڑے دانا انسان تھے ان کو پتا تھا کہ ایک دفعہ کوئی چھوئے گا اور کھولے گا اور محبت کی نظر سے دیکھے گا تو وہ پڑھنے کے بغیر نہیں رہ سکتا یہ تو پیارے پیارے سمجھانے کے انداز ہوتے تھے کامر کے ایون ایف یو جسٹ ریڈ ون آئے جسٹ ریڈ ون آئے ان یور نارمل روٹین رمضان یو شوڈ ٹرائی ٹو ریڈ مور نیکسٹ تھنگ آئی ویل مینی مینی ایکسن You should make it an intention that in Ramadan you want to increase your level of sunnah. Now I know that all of you overnight cannot do every sunnah, but you should make this part of your Ramadan package, that I will increase in my ibadah, decrease in my sin, and I will also increase in sunnah. Whatever sunnah you can find, however many sunnahs you can increase, you should make it a challenge for yourself. That how many sunnahs can I increase in this month? Zahir and Batan both. For example, the Sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah, he said that when he used to meet a fellow Muslim, that not only would they exchange salam, but that he would smile. That's a Sunnah. You can start doing Amal on that from tomorrow and try to make sure you do it throughout Ramadan. That whenever he used to enter his home, he would always say, As-salamu alaykum to his wife. The full, As-salamu alaykum. Because that's a dua. As-salam is one of the Asma'ul Husna. You don't want to abbreviate it, As-salamu alaykum. It's a complete name from the Asma'ul Husna. As-salamu alaykum. And ye hota ki miya bivi mein is mejiz mein susti hoti hai baat. Right? Shor gar mein aate hai, kya te hai, kya kar rhi thi? Or wo kya te hai, aap kaan se aai? Ye ye ek iftidahi kalimat hai. That's how they talk to another. Where have you been? What have you been doing? Bas, that's the hello hi. Anka hello hi. Where have you been? What have you been doing? Bas, ye hota hai, anka. Did you forget to say salam? So this is an example of some easy sunnahs. You should try to do as many sunnahs as you can. You have underestimated your ability to follow the sunnah. Let me give you an example. If you apply to a university, and the university has merit-based admissions, right? Okay. And you are selected for admission, it means you must have some merit in you, right? If the admissions committee... is properly functioning, you must have some merit in you. Okay, I'm sunnah. You have been admitted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala into Ummat Mustafa. You have merit in you. <laughs> It's on the basis of that merit in you that you were selected to be in Ummat Mustafa. You've underestimated your ability to follow sunnah. You underestimated it. Everyone in this room, No matter what you may think, even if you're on drugs and you drink and you never pray, every single person in this room has the potential to be the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single person, bishart, just that you have iman in your heart, bishart the iman, you have the potential to be the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have the potential to be ashik of the sunnah, hamil of the sunnah. Every one of us. Because you were selected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> And you have faith in the admissions committee that they make their selection on the basis of some merit or potential for merit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the same selection on the basis of a potential for merit. 
to every one of us has this inside of ourselves to increase in our sunnas. The last practical advice I will give you for Ramadan, so just to repeat once, is number one, to practice everything I'm telling you over the next 15 days of Shaban. Number two, to free yourself up in Ramadan by taking care of all tasks and to-do lists in this 15 days of Shaban. Number three, I told you that in Ramadan to eat less in every 24 hours than you eat normally in 24 hours. Number four is that you should do muhasaba now, that you should recount and you should make a list of the things that you want to change and look in yourself and see, do I have the sabr, do I have the shukr, do I have the asan, look at all of the sifat in Quran and check yourself against each one. Number five, I said to leave sins. Number six, to increase your ibadah and try to increase your ibadah in those ways and those times also. Those times also that you can do after Ramadan. If you know that har roz mein asr ke baad, darud shrif ke ek tasbih par sakunga, to Ramadan mein asr ke baad parna. Right? Add to your ibadat in those quantities and those times that you can sustain afterwards. Number seven was add to your sunnas. Try to do any and every sunnah that you can in this month of Ramadan. Number eight, and the last one that we will mention for them tonight, number eight, is to increase in your du'as. Because one is Ramadan is a month of maghfara and tawbah. Second, Ramadan is a month of taqwa and wilaya. And third, Ramadan is a month of du'a. And actually, Nisfa Shaban, this night, is a night of du'a. So there are certain times in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted, guaranteed to accept du'a in Ramadan. Number one is the time of suhoor. So let me start first. Number one is the time of iftar. When you break your fast, when you're about to break your fast, at that moment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts du'a. So every one of us should try that for at least the last five minutes, at least the last five minutes of asr, right? Before the adhan of maghrib, you should spend five minutes in du'a. Five minutes. And you should tell the women in your family to do the same thing. Ramadan is not the month of having the piping hot samosa fresh in your plate. Ramadan is the month of having the five minute previously cooked samosa and having that after salah. So that the ortum ko bhi us waqt dekhen kubooli te dua ka waqt hai. Or mein aapko ek or baat patahun, seedhi si baat patahun. Mein apne baare mein bhi kehta hoon, sab se pehra aur aap logon ke baare mein bhi kehta hoon. Kyunke jab mein apne baare mein kehra hoon, to aapke baare mein bhi keh sakta hoon. Ke aapke ghar wale aap se zyada nek hai. ہاں جی آپ کے گھر والے زیادہ نیک ہیں آپ سے زیادہ نیک ہیں تو دیٹس وائی اٹ بیٹر دیٹ قبول دعا کا وقت ہے بیٹر دیٹ دے بی ڈوئنگ دا دعا اینڈ ایف یو ریئلی وانٹ دا فریشلی فرائڈ سموسا آپ سموسا تپتے رہیں اور خود بھی دعا کرتے رہیں اس وقت لیکن جو گھر کے جو نیک افراد ہیں نا ان کو پھر قبول دعا کے وقت کے لیے دعا پر لگانا چاہیے ٹھیک ہے بلکہ بچوں کی تربیت کا بھی ایک اچھا طریقہ ہے کہ سب لوگ دسترخوان لگا دیں اور سب لوگ اس اذان کے پانچ منٹ سے پہلے نہ دعا کرنا بچوں ان چیزوں عملی نمونے سے سیکھتے ہیں بچے آپ زبانی تربیت نہیں کر سکتے اس آلسو بگ مس انڈرسٹینڈنگ پاکستانی پیرنٹس ہے دے تھنک دیٹ زبان سے تربیت ہوتی ہے اور وہ بھی جب بچہ مطلب آفٹر ہی میکس مسٹیک ٹو لٹل ٹو لیٹ So for five minutes before, put the stuff on the, put the iftar food on the dastakhan, five minutes before, and everybody should sit there and make dua. Sometimes make your own dua, sometimes you can make collective dua, you can mix it up. 
Because Allah Ta'ala accepts the dua. Why? Because at that moment, aap ek amal pesh kar rahe. Or shayad hum me se roza ke lawe itna khalis amal hote nahi hai marandar. Roza hum khalis Allah Ta'ala ke liye rakhte hai. Us me koi dunya bhi maksad nahi hota. Achha, kisi ko pata bhi nahi hai. Hum chup kar baani bhi pi sakte thai. Yeh mehz bandhe or Allah ke darmiyan me raas hai. Or to or wuzu karte wakta hap thoro se baani bhi pi sakte thai. Kisi ko nahi pata hona ta. Yeh aisa khalis amal shayad hum me se hota hai. So you should think I'm presenting a khalis amal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for five minutes I'm going to make dua. Second time Allah ta'ala accepts dua in Ramadan is the time of suhoor. Means five minutes before Maghrib. Means the whole one third of the night before Maghrib. But at least you should, before Fagrib, before Fajr. So what you should do is that, jo seri ap khate na, do teen char panch minute you should try to stop early. For those of you who are more advanced, I recommend 10, 15, 20 minutes. And spend that last period in ibadat and dua. Hamarajalarkana, they're just eating and they're just waiting and they're eating and they're, you know, calculating which masjid has the last azan. And this is their favorite masjid, that when one masjid has azan, but now it doesn't happen to the other one. So we can eat the two masjids in the two favorite question. Now you should stop. Stop for this reason. That this is a time for dua. It's a special time for dua. Our shaykh used to explain it this way, that you get 60 blank checks. <laughs> 60 blank checks by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ramadan. 30 blank checks, 30 suhoor. And 30 blank checks in iftar, 60 blank checks. Achha, there's another reason to stop, especially in suhoor. And that is because all of you know that this is one night. Laylatul Bara'an is for Shaban, and there's another night called Laylatul Qadr. In Quran, Khairun min Alfi Shahr. Better than 1000 months, which means 83 years and 4 or 6 months, I can't remember. 83 plus years. Isinay walayat milta. 83 years is more than a zindagi. Especially you say, Balakibad, lucky somebody lived till about 100. Laylatul Qadr, Allah Ta'ala said about it in Quran. That it lasts until to do a fajr. So you don't need to guess whether Laylatul Qadr is 21, 23, 25, 27, 29. Because you know in Quran that Laylatul Qadr lasts until fajr. And if you make it your practice in Ramadan that every morning in suhoor for 10-15 minutes before fajr you make dua, then you can be guaranteed that I made dua during Laylatul Qadr. Just by doing 10-15 minutes of dua, you can be guaranteed that I made two nafil during Lil Tukadar. You can be, if you extend it right, you can be guaranteed that you read Quran Lil Tukadar. You can be guaranteed that you read the Rutrif Lil Tukadar. You can be guaranteed that you did Zikr Lil Tukadar. You can be guaranteed that you did Dua Lil Tukadar. If every night you spend 15-20 minutes before Suhoor. Because Lil Tukadar ki jo bhi raat hogi, wo fajr tak rengi uski barakat. And aap har roz fajr se pehle ibhaz karenge. So you will guarantee Layl Tukadar will get a chance. It's easy. 83 years in just few days of 10-15 minutes each. 83 years, that's what it means. It means that if you made dua, imagine you yourself, if someone does 83 years of Muslim, Allah will not forgive you. That's the power in Layl Tukadar.
So this was about making du'a. Now I'm going to end my talk about something that is not just about Ramadan but also general. One thing that I feel, and every year I try to come up with a different theme in my mind, sometimes Tawbah, sometimes Zikr. So for this year what came in my mind, maybe for myself and maybe of benefit to some others, is Akhirah. In the type of lifestyle that we live, we are people who keep forgetting about the Akhirah. And if you look at one really distinguishing feature of Sayyidina Rasulullah in his sunnah, he was always telling people live for the Akhirah. In Quran al-Kareem, Allah subhanahu is always telling people live for the Akhirah. Sahabe Kram and all of the great Salihin Siddiqeen of this Ummah, they live their lives based on Akhirah. What do I mean? That me and you have such world-centered lives. We're almost obsessed. I'm not saying don't do it, but don't be obsessed with your job, with your career, with your education. We are obsessed with it. We are obsessed with what we are doing in this world. We are obsessed with our CV as opposed to our Nami Amal. People think like that. You know when a person thinks like that? When they make their CV. When they make their CV, they start thinking that, oh, what else should I be doing? And I wish I could have, been, I wish I had done this so I could have been able to do this. And then they start thinking about their world. I'm not saying don't do it at all. I'm saying that you should, at the level of obsession, obsession should be with the Akhirat Allah. And everything in dunya should be done in relative terms, based on that you're going to live in the Akhirat. You see, this world, this world is not a place where me and you are meant to give primary importance to intellectual achievement. I'm not saying don't achieve, I'm talking about what gets primary importance. Primary importance is your spiritual achievements. Primary importance is your spiritual CV. Let's say I asked all of you to make your Ruhani CV. So put your Fajr GPA. Put your Fajr GPA. Now I have to explain to the elders. Somebody says I did a thesis with distinction, with honors, right? Means quality could be zikr hota hai. CV mein. Kitni muddat aapne ek jagar kaam kiya? Quantity. Or aapne kya kiya? Matab, accomplishments kiya? Quality. So, Rohani CV is primary importance. Secondary, it's still important. Intellectual achievement is there, right? But spiritual achievement is more important. So we should keep thinking about Akhirah. Keep thinking about Akhirah. In the month of Ramadan that I'm going to go in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I'm going to be presented in front of Allah subhanahu wa that actually I may be a 22-year-old boy, but I'm actually going to live forever. Allah Ta'ala has made me an eternal being. I'm going to live forever. And how I'm going to live forever is not going to be based on whether I have a degree from Princeton or from IBA or from Shifa or from Harvard. How I'm going to live forever. I'm not saying don't do that, but do it while realizing that your akhirah isn't linked to it. Because Allah Ta'ala wants you to realize that what you do in the dunya is linked to the dunya. And there are going to be certain things you're going to do in the dunya that are linked to the akhirah. And those things that you do in the dunya that are linked to the akhirah are more important, should be more important in your heart than those things that you do in this world that are linked to this world. So it means if you have ihtimam about your studies, that's excellent and commendable indeed. But, you should have even more, everything you do should always have more ihtimam and deen. So this is an abnormal Muslim that you want to go to Harvard and Princeton, but you're not worried about your fajr. That's abnormal. 
Normal is you want to go to Harvard and Princeton and you're worried about your Fajr even more. That's normal. Now you understand? You have to do that. But you want to do your Akhir even more. That you want to job at the big four. Yes? The big four. Big four, Khulafai Rashidin Nain, Kyam Big Four KPMG and Deloitte and Pricewaterhouse and Ernst and Young. Right? So you should want the work in a, if, if the job in there is halal, and that's Mahal Nazar, right? Some of their positions, right? But the majority of them may be okay. Want that. Go for that. But you should go for the Akhra even more. That's all I'm saying. That's balance. That's balance. So that's why I'm saying that we have lost this understanding of Akhra. We have put Akhra below. Way below. Way below. So we have to maybe spend this Ramadan bringing the Akhirah back on our horizon. Bringing the Akhirah back on our radar. Bringing the Akhirah back on our outlook and our consciousness that I'm living for the Akhirah. I've been created for another world. This is Ghair Asli. Yes, I will achieve in this world, but it's Ghair Asli. It's a Ghair Asli achievement. Like a mock exam, you want to do well in your mocks. But what really counts is the real exam. Right? So all of dunya is like a mock exam and the day of judgment is like the real exam. Now I will tell you one beauty and, and then we will end and make dua inshallah. And one beautiful thing that is written in tafsir is that so this Shaban, month of Shaban and this month of Ramadan is about dua. And all the du'as after you make them, you will be standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in Quran al-Kareem and Surah Al-Fatiha, which all of you know, how is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to himself? Maliki yawmin Right? Now, one tafsir, which is also correct, there are multiple ways to understand, is that Malik means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the power, he has the might, he has the decision, right? He is the sovereign and the king of that day. But another way that the ulama of the seer have taken this, that along with that, Malik also means what Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an, يَغْفِرُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ He can forgive whomever he wants. So on the Day of Judgment, when Allah Ta'ala said, Maliki Yawmuddin, Iskandar Allah Ta'ala ki rehmat ke bhi ishara tha. Allah Ta'ala ki ikhtiyar hai. Maybe hum jaysay logon ko kam rate par, less than the rate of Ghazali, less than the rate of Ibn Hanbal, less than the rate of Abu Hanifa, wo bhi ek rate hai na. Agar us rate par chale ga kaam na, to humara koi kaam nahi banega. But Allah Ta'ala's Maliki Yawmuddin, Maliki Yawmuddin, kam rate par bhi jannat de sakta hai. Maybe kisi ke inder ek ikhlas tha, koi talab tha, koi sidh ka, ek amal pasan aagya, ek Allah ki nazar uske mil gaye. Hmm? Malik yom edin, I said, me to malik yom edin, de sakta hon, jisko dena That's why these days are so important. That's why nights like this, which has been mentioned in sunnah, tisabit, sahiha, part of deen are important. Nisf shaban is important. Ramadan is important. Why? Because on these special moments, 
we may be able to get some special mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that on the day of judgment when we meet him as he is Maliki Yawmuddin, he may use the tawbah, the dua, the ikhlas that we presented to him on that night by making us forgiven, by forgiving us out of his mercy and granting us Jannah only by his might. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our forgiveness on this night of Nisf Shaban. We make dua that Allah ta'ala make us prepare for the month of Ramadan. We make dua that Allah ta'ala make this month of Ramadan, a month of Tawbah and Maghfirah for us, a month of Taqwa and Wilaya for us, and a month of Tawbah and Ubudiyah for us, that we learn to be the true and sincere servant and slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month of Ramadan. Wa akhirul da'wana and alhamdulillah bin alameen. Before we make dua, we'll make a short zikr of the heart. Those of you who have come before, you know we call this Muraqibah. You will close your eyes, Aku Kubankarle Sarkujakale and Jokuch Kahagya Sunagya Use Apne Andarus Perfikar Kartare or Spursotare, Yeniat Kijik, Alatana Kurana Kareem, Miframaya Watkur Lambakafinafsik, Kapapne Rabko Apne Manme Yadkare, Tudalru An Wahifatan Adjikisat Hamushikisat. تو ہم اس قرآن کریم کی آیت پر عمل کرنے کی ایک صورت ہے ایک مشک ہے کہ رب کریم جیسے آپ نے قرآن میں فرمایا اپنے من میں تن میں اپنے دل میں اپنے روح میں اپنے کل میں آپ کو یاد کر رہا ہوں آجی کے ساتھ اور خاموشی کے ساتھ اور میں کس طرح آپ کو یاد کر رہا ہوں آپ نے قرآن میں فرمایا وَذْكُرْ اسْمَ رَبِّكْ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْدِيلًا کہ آپ اپنے رب کے نام کو یاد کرو اور ہمارے رب کا نام اسم ذات اسم آزم اسم جلالہ اللہ تو ہم ذکر میں فوکس کریں گے اللہ تعالیٰ کے نام پر گو کی نیت ہے کہ ہمارے دل اللہ کہہ رہا ہے اور اللہ تعالیٰ ہم پر اپنے ذکر نازل کر رہے ہیں جیسے اللہ تعالیٰ نے قرآن کریم میں فرمایا کیا میرا ذکر کروں گے میں آپ کا ذکر کروں گا اور اللہ تعالیٰ اس ذکر کو ہمارے دل پر نازل فرماتے ہیں جیسے قرآن میں آئے میں یہ کل بہو اللہ تعالیٰ ہمارے قلب جو روح کا دل ہے اس پر اپنے ہدایت نازل کرتے ہیں تو آرام کے ساتھ سکون کے ساتھ آپ یہ نیت کریں اور انشاءاللہ ہم اس ذکر کے دوران کچھ دعائے کلمات بھی پڑھیں گے اور ذکر کے بعد پھر اجتماعی دعا ہوگا تو نیت کریں کہ میرے دل میں اللہ کی یاد آ رہی ہے گو کہ میرے دل کہہ رہا ہے اللہ 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 بناؤں گا اپنے نفس سرکش کو اب تو یا رب غلام تیرا بناؤں گا اپنے نفس سرکش کو اب یا رب غلام تیرا میں چھوڑ کر کاروبار ساری کروں گا ہر وقت کام تیرا میں چھوڑ کر کاروبار ساری کروں گا ہر وقت کام تیرا کیا کروں گا بس اب الہی میں ذکر ہی صبح و شام تیرا کیا کروں گا بس اب الہی میں ذکر ہی صبح و شام تیرا جماؤں گا دل میں یاد تیری رٹوں گا دل رات نام تیرا جماؤں گا دل میں یاد تیری رٹوں گا دن رات نام تیرا ہر دم کروں گا اے میرے باری اللہ 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 
हरदम करूंगा ए मेरे बारी अल्लाह 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 रहा में दिन रात गफलतों में अबस यूं ही जिंदगी गुजारी रहा में दिन रात गफलतों में अबस यूं ही जिंदगी गुजारी किया न कुछ काम आखिरत का कटी गुनाहों में जिंदगी सारी किया न कुछ काम आखिरत का कटी गुनाहों में उम्र सारी बहुत दिनों में ने सरकशी की मगर है अब सख्त शर्म सारी बहुत दिनों में ने सरकशी की मगर है अब सख्त शर्म सारी मिसर झुकाता हूँ मेरे मौला मैं तो बकरता हूँ मेरे बारी हरदम करूँगा मेरे बारी अल्लाह 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 मोहम्मद रसोल्ला we have left the path of Quran we have left the sunnah of Nabi we have only our own selves to blame Ya Allah we fell into the trap of the dunya we followed our own nafs Ya Rabbi Kareem we allowed ourselves to break your commandments and rules Ya Rabbi Kareem we turn to you on Tawbah on this night on the night that Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam turned to you on this night that Sahabi Karam Radiallahu Ta'ala Anhum Ajmain turned to you on the night that Tabin and Tabai Tabin turned to you on the night that the Muhaddithin referred to as Laylatul Bara'a Ya Rabbi Kareem we ask that you grant each and every one of us Bara'a min al-Jahannam Bara'a min al-Nahar that you save us from the fire of hell the fire that we have earned through our very actions through our tongues through our gazes through our hands Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem you gave us the beautiful Quran al-Kareem the Quran al-Mubin you gave us the Sunnah al-Kareem Ya Rabbi Kareem we left these ways and we've adopted the ways of our own nafs, of our own 
own aql, of our own wishes. Ya Allah, we wish tawbah to you. We want to be the way you wish us to be. We want to be the way the Prophet wanted us to be. We want to be in such a way that we earn your pleasure. Ya Allah, we ask that you be pleased with us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, for the rest of Shaban, let us spend each and every day and night making some ibadah to you, making ourselves firm on all of the farais and wajibat, keeping ourselves away from all of the muharramat and makruhat. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, we want to live a life of piety, a life of purity, a life of sincerity, a life of truth. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are your most dishonest Muslims. We want to become honest Muslims. We are the most insincere Muslims. We want to become sincere Muslims. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are the most disloyal of your servants. We want to become loyal to you. We've been the most disloyal followers of the Prophet ﷺ. We want to become loyal to him. Ya Rabbi Kareem, teach us this loyalty. Teach us this truth. Teach us this sincerity. We want to be mukhlisin al-huddin. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, there is no other dua that we ask for on this night except to beg for you that you forgive us for our sins. Ya Allah, forgive us for all the sins that we've done in the past. Forgive us for the sins that we did knowingly. Forgive us for the sins that we did unknowingly. Forgive us for the sins that we did singly. Forgive us for the sins that we did repeatedly. Forgive us for the sins that we've never made tawbah for. Forgive us for the sins that we made tawbah and broke that tawbah for. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us for the sins that we did alone. Forgive us for the sins that we did in public. Forgive us for the sins that we did to others. Forgive us for the sins that we did to ourselves. Ya Rabbi Kareem, forgive us for the sins that we did in the day. Forgive us for the sins that we did at night. Ya Rabbi Kareem, take out from us this addiction to sin. Take out from us the desire of sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, remove the unlawful loves from our heart. Remove the unlawful lust from our heart. Remove the unlawful anger from our heart. Remove the unlawful envy and jealousy from our heart. Remove all of the arrogance and pride from our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you purify our heart from all of sinful feeling, all of sinful emotions. And Ya Rabb, the distance that came between us and you due to our sin. Rabbi Kfir Walham, Ya Allah, out of your mercy, Ya Allah, best that you bridge that gap. Bring us close to you once again. We also want to be amongst the muhibbin. We also want to be amongst the mahbubin. We also want to be amongst the muqarrabun. We also want to feel you in our salah. We want to feel you in our sajda. We want to feel the pleasure of this deen. We want to feel the itminan and sukoon of this deen. Ya Allah, Ya Bikrim, we ask that you send your fazl and your karam upon us, your mercy and your generosity upon us. And Ya Allah, we ask that you make us a muttaqi. Grant us taqwa in this month of Ramadan. Ya Allah, you yourself said in Quran, لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ That you have hoped that we will become people of taqwa. Ya Allah, we ask that you make us one of the hopeful ones. We ask that you make us true to your hopes and desires for us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us this ni'mat uzma of taqwa. Grant us this incredible ni'mat of taqwa. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are willing to leave anything and everything that goes against this taqwa. Ya Allah, we ask that you take out from us all of the actions that go against taqwa. All of the feelings that go against taqwa. All of the habits and hobbies that go against taqwa. Our own temperament and personality that goes against taqwa. Ya Rabbi Kareem, anything that goes against taqwa, we are prepared to leave it, Ya Allah. We want to flee from it, Ya Allah. We want to shed it, Ya Allah. We wish that you negate it on this night, Ya Allah. We wish that you ziba it this night, Ya Allah. We wish that you take it away from us, Ya Allah. Ya leave us khalisan, mukhlisan laka, Ya Allah. We want to be purely and sincerely only for you. Ya Allah, any attachment we have to this world, we want it to be only in your name and for your sake. 
only within the realm of the lawful and the jayas, never again do we want to fall in the prohibited Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, make us regular in our salah. Make us musalleen. Make us muqeemeen ala salah. Make us regular in our fajr. Make us regular in our isha. Make us regular in our jummah. Make us regular in all our salawat. Make us amongst the musalleen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, humana gunaukum ma farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, apne rahmat ki maamla farma. Darguzari ka maamla farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, ramzanu mubarak ilmeena kareeb ala hai. آپ کی رحمت کے بے انتہا سمندروں جوش میں آ رہے ہیں رب کریم ہم جیسے فقیروں کو بھی اپنا بنا دیجئے ہم جیسے گناگار کو بھی قبول کر دیجئے اپنی رحیمی کا اظہار کر دیجئے رب کریم ہم نے تو تاریخ میں پڑھا کہ آپ نے بڑے گناگاروں کو بڑے اولیاء بنا چکے ہیں آپ نے تو فضیل ابن یاز کو چوری کرنے والے اور ڈاکو کرنے والے کے نام سے نکال کر اپنے دوستوں کے نام کی فہرست میں ڈال دیا تھا رب کریم ہمارے ساتھ بھی کچھ ایسا معاملہ فرما دیجئے ہم بھی اپنے نام کو جہنمیوں میں درج کر چکے ہیں ہم آپ کے بننا چاہتے ہیں اب تک نہ بن سکیں یا رب کریم کرم کا معاملہ فرما دیجئے اپنے تقوی نصیب فرما دیجئے ایمان کی جوش عطا کر دیجئے دل کی حرارت نصیب کر دیجئے اخلاص نصیب کر دیجئے یا رب کریم ہمیں سیدھا سادہ سچا ستھرا مسلمان بنا دیجئے یا رب کریم ہم اس دو رنگی سے توبہ کرنا چاہتے ہیں یا رب کریم ہم خود اپنے نفس سے خود تنگ آ چکے ہیں ہم خود اپنے دو رنگی سے تنگ آ چکے ہیں یا رب کریم ہم دنیا سے ہر چکر کاٹ کر آگے آپ کے پاس آپ کی در تو کبھی بند نہیں ہوتا آپ کا دروازہ کبھی بند نہیں ہوتا آپ نے تو قرآن میں فوائے ہر مومن کی دعا پر لبے کہتے ہیں کریم ایک دفعہ ہمارے دعا پر بھی لبے کہہ دیجئے ہم سب کو بھی ایک دفعہ نظر شفقت سے دیکھ لیجئے ایک نظر محبت عنایت کر دیجئے کریم کریمی کے معاملہ فرما دیجئے آپ تو سخی ذات ہیں کریم ذات ہیں ہم تو پکار رہے ہیں آپ تو دینے والے ہیں رب کریم ہم لینے والے بن کر آئے ہیں رب کریم عطا کر دیجئے معاف کر دیجئے تمام صفات مؤمنانہ ہمیں نصیب کر دیجئے ہمیں شکر والا بنا ہمیں صبر والا بنا ہمیں اخلاص والا بنا ہمیں سچ والا بنا ہمیں سنت والا بنا ہمیں قرآن والا بنا ہمیں عبادت والا بنا ہمیں توکل والا بنا ہمیں احسان والا بنا ہمیں کنات یعنی دنیا والا بنا یا اللہ یہ رب کریم ہمیں حیا والا بنا دیجئے رب کریم ہم جیسے بے حیاؤں کو حیا والا بنا دیجئے رب کریم بخاری شریف کی روایت ہے کہ ہمارے نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے آپ کی رحمت کی ایک بات ہمیں بتائی کہ ایک بنی اسرائیل کی عورت تھی وہ حدیث میں آتا ہے کہ وہ بدکار تھی وہ بے حیا عورت تھی رب کریم اس عورت نے ایک کتا کو پانی پلایا آپ نے اس کو بھی معاف کر دیا رب کریم آج امت مصطفیٰ کے بے حیاؤں جمع ہوئے ہیں یا رب کریم ہمیں بھی معاف کر دیجئے اگر آپ ایک بنے اسرائیل کے بندکار عورت کو معاف کر سکتے ہیں یا رب کریم ہم جیسے بندکاروں کو بھی معاف کر دیجئے ہمیں نیک و کار بنا دیجئے ہمیں نیک شریف بنا دیجئے ہمیں اچھا انسان بنا دیجئے اچھا مسلمان بنا دیجئے یا رب کریم ہمیں بھی نمازی بنا دیجئے یا رب کریم ہم قزا نہیں کرنا چاہتے ہم قزا کر کر ہم 
خود افسوس کرتے ہیں اپنے کزان نماز پر شرمندہ ہے ارے بکریم ہمیں نمازی تو بنا دیجیے مسلم تو بنا دیجیے فرض کا اہتمام ادا کر دیجیے واجب کا اہتمام کر دیجیے ارے بکریم نماز کا عشق نسیم فرما نماز کا لطف نسیم فرما نماز کی رغبت عطا فرما یا رب کریم ہم سب کو نمازی مسلم بنا یا اللہ رمضان مبارک مہینہ آ رہا ہے آپ کی رحمت کی سمندر ہے آپ کی رحمت کی بارش ہے رب کریم ہم شابان کے مہینے میں اپنے آپ کو پیش کر رہے ہیں آج رات ہم اپنے آپ کو پیش کر رہے ہیں رب کریم ہمیں گناہوں سے پاک کر دیجیے ہمارے دل کے برتن کو صاف کر دیجیے ہمیں بھی اپنے تکور ولایت والی زندگی عطا کر دیجیے رب کریم ایسے عظیم نعمت کے لیے ہم ہر مشقت اٹھانے کے لیے تیار ہیں ہر محنت کرنے کے لیے تیار ہیں رب کریم ہماری سستی کو دور فرما دیجیے ہمیں چست بنا دیجیے چست والا ایمان نسیم فرما دیجیے رب کریم ہم اپنی سستی سے توبہ کرتے ہیں اپنی سستی کی وجہ سے دین میں ناکام ہو رہے ہیں دنیا بھی میں ناکام ہو رہے ہیں رب کریم ہمیں چست بنا دیجیے ہمیں دنیا کے حسنات عطا کر دیجیے اور آخرت کی بھی حسنات عطا کر دیجیے رب کریم ہمیں آخرت کی یاد نسیم فرما آخرت کی اہمیت نصیب فرما ہمیں آخرت والا بنا رب کریم آپ نے تو قرآن میں فرمایا کہ آپ تو اس جگہ کی طرف دعوت کر رہے ہیں سلامتی والی جگہ سکون والی جگہ اچھائی والی جگہ آپ کی دیدار والی جگہ نبی کریم سسم کی دیدار والی جگہ تمام انبیاء کے دیدار والی جگہ رب کریم ہم اس دعوت کو قبول کرنا چاہتے ہیں ہمیں وہ زندگی نصیب فرما جو آپ کی پسند کے مطابق ہے ہمیں وہ ادایت فرما جو آپ کی قبولت کی کرن کے کوش کھینچتے ہیں رب کریم ہمیں ویسے بنا جیسے تو چاہتا ہے بس ہم سے راضی ہو جا رب کریم راضی ہو جا جو بھی ہمارے اندر صفات ہیں ادائیں جو آپ کی رضا کے خلاف ہے ہم ان تمام صفات اور ادائے کو قربان کرنا چاہتے ہیں ہم سپردگی کرنا چاہتے ہیں ہم اپنے آپ کو آپ کے حوالہ کرنا چاہتے ہیں رب کریم ایسے تو جواب نہ آئے کہ بندہ تو پہلے کہہ چکا ہے تو پہلے بھی توبہ کر چکا ہے تو پہلے بھی دعا مانگ چکا ہے تو پہلے بھی یہ باتیں کر چکا ہے یار بکریم ہم مانتے ہیں ہم پہلے بھی کوشش کر چکے ہیں ناکام رہے ہم نے دوبارہ بھی کوشش کی تھی پھر میں ناکام رہے مگر یار بکریم ہم ہر آن ہر لمحہ کوشش کریں گے ہم بننا چاہتے ہیں یا اللہ ہم نہ بن سکے تو بنا دیجیے یار بکریم بنا دیجیے تو تو مکلب القلوب ہے ہم جیسے بدکاروں کو نیک بنانا تمہارے لیے آسان یار بکریم رحمت کر دیجیے ہمیں نیکوں کی مجلس نصیب فرما نیکی کا ماحول نصیب فرما نیکی کی رغبت عطا فرما نیکی کی باتیں سننے کی توفیق عطا فرما یار بکریم جتنا تو اچھا ہے جتنا دین آپ کا اچھا ہے جتنے نبی کریم سسم اچھے ہیں ہمیں بھی اچھا عبد بنا دیجیے ہمیں بھی اچھا امتی بنا دیجیے ہمیں بھی اچھا مومن بنا دیجیے یا رب کریم قیامت کے دن یا رب کریم ہمارے گناہ کو معاف کر دیجیے قیامت کے دن اپنے رحمت کا معاملہ فرما دیجیے یا رب ہم کمزور ہیں ہم قیامت کے آخرت کا عذاب برداشت نہیں کر سکیں گے یا رب کریم جہنم سے آزادی ہمیں عطا کر دیجیے یا رب کریم جنت نصیب کر دیجیے یا رب کریم اپنے رحمت کا معاملہ فرما دیجیے 
یا رب کریم کوئی اپنے بڑوں کے سامنے شرمندہ نہیں ہونا چاہتا کوئی اپنے ماں باپ کے سامنے شرمندہ نہیں ہونا چاہتا یا رب کریم ہمارے نام امال اما عائشہ اما خدیجہ کے سامنے نہ لینا یا رب کریم ہمیں حساب اما ہاتھ مؤمنین کے سامنے نہ لینا ہم تو ان کی روحانی بیٹے بیٹیاں ہیں وہ ہماری مائیں وہ امت کے لیے طلب کر دعا کرتی تھی یا رب کریم ہمیں بھی امت کا فرض سمجھ کر تمام دعائیں صحابت صحابیات انبیاء مرسلین امت کے لیے کرتے تھے ہمیں بھی اس امت کے ایک فرض سمجھ کر ہم پر بھی وہ دعا لاگو فرمائے ہمیں بھی قدر مناسب تطا فرمائے یا رب کریم ہمیں اتحاد نصیب فرما آپس کی محمد نصیب فرما جو دل میں ہم دوسروں کے لیے نفرت کرتے ہیں جو آپ کی رحمت کی ٹن تانے والی بات ہے یا رب کریم اس دل کی نفرت کو ختم کر دیجیے جو بھی ہم پر جو بھی ہم سے ناراض ہے یا رب کریم ان کے دل میں ہماری معافی نصیب ڈال دیجیے اور ہم جس سے بھی اگرچہ جائز حق کی بنا پر بھی ہم ان سے ناراض ہے ہم اپنے حق کو معاف کرتے ہیں یا رب کریم تو بھی اپنا حق ہم پر معاف کر دیجیے تیرا حق تو ہم پر یہی تھا کہ ہم ایک فجر بھی قضا نہ کرتے تیرا حق پر ہم پر تو یہ تھا کہ ہم ایک دفعہ آنکھ کی بد نظر نہ کرتے یا رب کریم ہم دوسرے کے حقوق کو معاف کرتے ہیں یا رب کریم آپ اپنے حقوق ہم پر معاف کر دیجیے دل گزر ہم ہم فرما دیجیے یا رب کریم ایمان کا لاج رکھ لیجیے ایمان کی حفاظت کر لیجیے یا رب کریم امت مسما کے نوجوان لڑکیوں اور لڑکیوں کی ایمان کی حفاظت نصیب فرما ہم فتنے کے دور میں رہ رہے ہیں عجیب اور غریب قسم کے نظریات پھیل رہے ہیں یہ رب کریم ایمان کی حفاظت نصیب فرما قیامت تک تمام امت کے نسلوں کی ایمان ایمان کی حفاظت فرما یا رب کریم امت مسلم جہاں بھی پریشان حال ہے ان کی پریشانیوں کو دور فرما آپ تو ٹوٹے دلوں کی تسلی دینے والے ہیں یا رب کریم جہاں بھی امت میں جو بھی پریشان ہے یا رب کریم اپنے خصوصی رحمت ان پر نازل فرما تسلی بخش فرما یا رب ان کے لیے ان کے لیے آسانی پیدا فرما جو بھی رزق کے طور پر پریشان ہے ان کے رزق کے حلال طیب نصیب فرما جو بیمار ان کی صحت عطا فرما اور یا رب کریم ہم سے اکثر جن کے پاس مال بھی ہے عزت بھی ہے صحت بھی ہے ان نعمتوں کی قدر کرنے کی توفیق عطا فرما ان نعمتوں کو آپ کی عبادت اور شکر میں لگانے کی توفیق عطا فرما ان نعمتوں کو مخلوق کی خدمت میں لگانے کے لیے قبول فرما دین کی بلندی کی خدمت کے لیے لگانے میں قبول فرما یا رب کریم ہمیں شکر گزار بندے اور بندیوں میں سے بنا یا رب کریم جو بھی دل میں جو نیک تمنے رکھتے ہیں آپ تو دل کے اسرار کو جاننے والے ہیں رب کریم دلی دعا کو قبول کر دیجیے اور ہمیں آج رات مقفرت سب کو بخش کر دیجیے اور آج رات رب کریم فیصلہ کر دیجیے کہ ہم آپ کے بند کر رہیں گے آپ کے بنا کر رہیں گے ہم آپ ہی کے بننا چاہتے ہیں آپ کے تعلق نبھانا چاہتے ہیں رب کریم ہمارے اس دعا کو قبول کر لیجیے ربنا تکبل منا ان کا انت سمی العلیم اتب علینا ان کا انت تواب الرحیم وصلی اللہ تعالی علی حبیبه سیدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحابه اجمعین برحمتک یا ارحم الراحمین آمین